Folks, I, I am nobody special. I'm a sinner saved by grace, and I know we're all in, in the same camp. And I, uh, I, I like to close out mission conferences with, with uh, John 21, if that's how the Lord leads. But I, I sense the Lord leading somewhere else uh, tonight in what I'm going to share. And, and I have what I call go-to passages. They're passages that I go to when I need encouragement. They're passages that I go to when, when uh, maybe I'm, I'm down, may, may, whatever the reason. And this passage is, is one of my, my go-to passages. Um, I know the Karens know him well, but a couple weeks ago at NBBI, Dr. Doherty, Dave Doherty, shared something. He said, somebody asked me, he said, how do you handle praise? He said, well, when someone gives me a compliment, I go over to the elevator and I put it in the elevator and I send it up to God. He said, when somebody gives me criticism, I go over to the elevator and I send it up to God. <laughs> and I said, wow, we need to do that. Now, what I'm going to talk about tonight I've been really encouraged by the testimonies that have been shared here. A couple of years ago at NBBI, I was walking down the Pedway, and I met a student. And they said to me, Mr. Grant, how are you doing today? And I said, what, I'm not throwing you under the bus, but what we typically say, fine. And I started walking on, and the Lord convicted me. And I went back, and I said to him, that's not true. I'm having a challenging day. Positionally, I'm good because I'm in Christ. But just, it's one of those days. And they said, oh, you have challenging days. <laughs> and so the next day, I, I shared with the class. I said, boy, I really need to change something. You know, we shouldn't be having train wrecks every day, so to speak. But you know, when we're having difficulties, when we're struggling, we need to be real. And I want to be in an environment when we, we share with one another the good that God is doing and the encouragement. And we need to come together for that. But also when we're struggling. And we would even reach out to someone. Say, man, I'm discouraged today. I'm, I'm lonely. We're having a hard time. Or, or, or whatever. So uh, let's go before the Lord in prayer. Now, Father, thank you for who you are. Thank you, Lord, for what has been shared here tonight to the glory of God. Thank you, Lord, for the word of God, that we have it. And as it was already shared tonight, as one brother already shared tonight, and, 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 and before he even knew, study to show thyself approved unto God, he was doing that. May, may we continue to grow in, in our, our love, our knowledge, and our appreciation and our handling of the word of God. Guide us here this evening for your honor and glory. In, in Jesus' name, amen. You know, one of the things that I've enjoyed this week and I've been blessed by is the singing. It is the singing. And, and, and folks, I can sing, but I can't sing, if you know what I mean. If I had to sing for my supper, I'd have to dance in the shower to get wet. If the Lord wanted me to be a singer, I would have been a sewing machine. Some of you will understand that, okay. But I love to sing. My wife is very musical. She is. In fact, before she met me, she was praying 
that the Lord would lead her to a guy with four different things. She wanted a guy that obviously had a relationship with the Lord. But because she grew up in a musical family, her family would go to nursing homes and put on concerts, playing the piano and the guitar and the flute and the trumpet. And they would sing. So she wanted a guy that was musical. And, and, and then she wanted a guy, understandably, that was good looking. And, and then she wanted a guy who was athletic. <laughs> well, three out of four is not bad. <laughs> and she'd say, well, maybe one out of four. But, you know, folks, sometimes, and what I'm going to share here tonight, it's important that we do all things well. But, you know, even if we are doing worship and the piano is off or whatever, can we still not praise the Lord? Psalms 96. Psalms 96 says, sing. You know, we were made to sing. You watch the world. How many millions and millions of dollars are are spent on singing? And I believe that we were made to sing. And if we don't know the Lord, we will sing unto idols and other things. A good friend of mine, Tim Watley, grew up in Indonesia, went back as a missionary to Indonesia. And now he, he is the director uh, of, of uh, Ethnos Canada. And uh, him and I are good friends. And uh, we, we were together uh, well, we, we got together back in May. He'd just come back from Indonesia. Now, people tell me I talk a lot about Bolivia. You ought to talk to Tim. I can't hold a candle in the wind to him. And he says, Mike, I was just with a people group a couple days ago. They were an animistic people group. They never heard of God. The missionary went in and did what Margaret's going to do to learn the language and the culture, produce an alphabet, translate the word of God, teach the people how to read, and then he taught them the word of God. And Tim said, in the first week, this people group was not musical. Some people groups have drums and whatnot, and they use them in their animistic ceremonies and whatnot, but this, this group was not musical. And they came to Christ, and in the first week they wrote 105 songs. Like, isn't that amazing? Because they had something to sing about and someone to sing to. And so it says here, oh, sing. And it's very important that we are singing unto the Lord. And let's not forget that. Like I say, I love to sing. The first year that I was at NBBI, I was sitting in the second or third row and there was a couple students in front of me. And afterwards, one of them came up and they said, Mr. Grant, we love the fact that you sing. And I said, well, thank you. And the student said, well, I'm not done. And I said, okay. He said, I love the fact that you love to sing, but I'll never sit in front of you again. (laughs) But you know what, folks? If we're not careful... We can get all carried away. And unfortunately, there have been people that have walked out of church services before, bent out of shape because something was off key. Or, or whatever terminology you use, forgive my 
ability to express all of that. But we are singing unto the Lord. And by the way, it's not just in this room. It's with our lives. Shouldn't our lives be, be singing unto the Lord? That, that in our daily actions, that, that we are singing unto the Lord 24-7. When we're at the mill, when we're at the grocery store. And then notice this, it says, Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. Spurgeon said this, A new song can come from an old soul. I love that. A new song can come from an old soul. Why is that? Because his mercies are new each day. And each day we have something new to sing about. I, I hope that we do. And you know what? I, I believe that God desires us to sing a song. I, I believe that he desires us to do that. And, and a new song, it, it keeps us afresh. Some people believe that, that uh, this psalm was inspired by uh, 1 Chronicles chapter 16. And 1 Chronicles chapter 16, uh, verse 23 says, Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Show forth from day to day his salvation. Declare his glory among the heathen. His marvelous works among all nations. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is also to be feared above all gods. There is a man that God used in my life in an amazing way. I tell him that I wish I could take him on the road with me. He's a carpenter. Years ago, one of my brothers and I rented an apartment. And we weren't living for the Lord. We, we, we were living a very sinful life. And this guy, we did grow up going to church, but hadn't been going to church for years, living a sinful life. And we hired this guy to remodel the bathroom. I came home from lunch, and I was sitting at the table having my lunch. I was living a sinful life, and Harold was in the bathroom, and he was whistling and singing. And you know what he was singing? Hymns. And I was sitting at my table tapping my toe and finally I couldn't contain it anymore and I went into the bathroom and I said Harold you're contagious I said man I'm out there I don't even go to church anymore and I'm out there tapping my toe I said you must be having an awesome day and he was down on his knees working on the plumbing and he looked at me and said what an awesome day he said, the plumbing is cast iron, and it's fighting me. And, and this is wrong, and that is wrong, and this is wrong. And he said, where did you get the idea that I'm having a good day? I said, because you're singing. He said, I'm singing because I'm praising the Lord. What are you talking about? I went back over the table, and I was like, that guy's not wired right. Because he should be throwing stuff. And he's in there praising the Lord. Sing unto the Lord, because what? He is the Lord. He is the Lord. Verse 27, glory and honor in his presence, strength and gladness are in his place. Give unto the Lord, ye kindreds, 
of the people. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Verse 29, give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. (laughs) Because he's the Lord. He's God. And what I hope and pray is we continue on with what we're doing. That we grow in that. And we realize and we sing unto the Lord a a, a new song. (laughs) Psalm 33 is a a great psalm uh, as well. And Psalm 33. Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. That's what we should be doing. Praising the Lord. It, It is comely. Uh, for us uh, as believers it's what what should be happening that's what Harold was doing even though everything was going wrong he was still praising the Lord I don't know if you've ever heard of Marcia Marcia Burnham or sorry Gracia and Martin Burnham Uh, Martin and Gracia were missionaries in the Philippines and their 25th wedding anniversary they had never done anything much for their their honeymoon or any of their anniversaries and their co-workers sent them to a little chalet for their 25th anniversary and in the middle of the night Muslim extremists terrorists came in and kidnapped them and I believe it was 372 days they held them they killed all but three of them and one day the army had they had many battles with the army by by the way those entire days gracia was not alone she was never able to go to the bathroom alone in the jungle she was never able to bathe alone all of those days can you imagine and and all that they endured and i i spent 14 days with gracia burnham and she had amazing stories And I asked her one day, I said, Gracia, how did you keep yourself encouraged? She said, one of the ways is we would sing. She said, as we would be marching, she said, we would sing alphabetically. She said, we would say, okay, what's a hymn that starts with A, Amazing Grace? And they would sing it, B, what's a hymn that starts with B? We would go all the way through the alphabet, and then we would start again. And she said, when we weren't singing... The Muslim terrorist would ask her, would you guys sing? Would you guys sing? After spending 14 days with Gracia Burnham, I said, Gracia, you have amazing stories. Amazing stories. I said, but you know what stands out above everything? Your relationship with the Lord. It is so contagious. Psalm 33. Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. Praise the Lord with harp. Sing unto him with a psalter and an instrument of ten strings. Sing unto him a new song. Play skillfully with a loud noise, for the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. Amen? All of his works are are done in in truth. Not, Not just some of them. All of them. Verse 5. He loveth righteousness and judgment. Remind ourselves of this. When when what? When we watch the news and everything that's going on. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. 
by the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and the host of all them by the breath of his mouth. He gathereth the waters of the sea together as a heap. He layeth up the deep in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all of the inhabitants of the world stand in awe. Remember this morning man was created for a purpose. And that's to glorify God. Now we're not talking about emotions here and this awe. But when we realize who he is. And his word shows us who he is. Coming back now to to Psalms 96. Sing unto the Lord a, a new song. When's the last time we sang a new song? Like I say, folks, I I desire to be in an environment where we help one another. Thank you, Neil, for sharing. We can't forsake the assembling of ourselves together. You know, one time in Bolivia, one time in Bolivia, a dear friend of mine drew alongside me. And he said, Mike, the joy is not there in your life anymore. The joy is not there. If we're not careful, it can just become mechanical. It can just become like another job and doing it. And maybe you've heard the expression, I'm too busy serving the Lord. I don't have time for the Lord. We have to spend time with the Lord and, and have a, a new song. I, I want to go to Exodus chapter 15 just briefly. I, I, I can't imagine what they were going through as they had just experienced being rescued. Exodus chapter 15, it says they they just been rescued. Pharaoh's army had just been drowned in the sea. And chapter 15, verse 1, Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord, and spake, I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider he hath thrown into the sea. Their enemy was dead. They had experienced something they'd never experienced before. And verse 2, the Lord is my strength and song. And he has become my salvation. He is my God. And I will prepare him in a habitation. My father's God and I will exalt him. What an amazing God we have. Hmm. William Carey said, expect great things from God. Attempt great things for God. Let's step out in faith and, and, and serve him. Another favorite passage uh, of mine is Acts chapter 16. And, and just continuing to drive home the fact that we can praise God when things uh, aren't going well here. In Acts chapter 16, Paul and Silas are, are beaten. They're on a missionary trip. And... And the end of verse 22 says, And commanded to beat them. And verse 23, And when they laid many stripes upon them, they were beaten for the name of Christ. And they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in stocks. And at midnight, at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. And sang praises unto God. And the prisoner heard them. Spurgeon said. 
any fool can see in the day any fool can sing in the daylight when he can sing see the notes but it takes a relationship with god to sing at midnight when you're in the dark in prison and have been beaten and they sang praises and as a result the philippian jailer got saved and the church was born there in philippi wow that can only come from a relationship with the Lord. Coming back to Psalms 96. Sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord. Excuse me. All of the earth. And that is, is one of our mandates. Verse 2. It's the third time it says it. Sing unto the Lord. The third time it says. Sing unto the Lord. And bless his name. Is, is that what we're doing? Is that what our lives are doing? That we are singing unto the Lord and blessing his name? And then we get to verse 3. Declare his glory among the heathen. That is our mandate. And you know what? We don't have to go all the way to New Guinea or to Senegal to do that. There are people all around us. There are people all around us. But we are to declare his glory. They say that translating glory from the original language is, is challenging because in English we put glory, but, but we miss so much. His majestic, his majestic divine person of who he is are we good representatives of jehovah we are declare his glory and the lost do they recognize that in us for the lord is is great and greatly to be praised he is to be feared Above all other gods. A couple of us were talking before church. I'm convinced, folks, that we're afraid of the lost. We're afraid of the cults. How many times, I don't know about up here, but how many times do we hide from the Jehovah Witnesses? How many times do we hide? From them or, or the Mormons. I had a really neat experience a few years ago. <laughs> I teach cults class at NBBI. And I was at my desk studying. And I look up and interesting. Because the house we, we, we used to live in. Before we moved to NBBI. Had two doors. And, and the one door is the one we use for the main entrance. And the other one we hardly ever use. And I look up and, and coming right towards the door. By my desk is two Jehovah Witnesses. I get up and I open the door. And they say, we're here to talk to you about something. And I said, praise the Lord. I said, I've been praying for an opportunity to talk to somebody about God. Come on in. And they said, we got to go. <laughs> we got to go. They didn't even offer me literature. And I was like, I, I, I'm sorry. Come back. Let's talk. And they said, no, we, we got to go. We got to go. You know, we have to be careful of that. That we don't get so enthusiastic that we scare them away. 
But again, how often are we afraid of them? Jehovah Witnesses, Mormons, Sikhs. What about Muslims? Folks, they're all around us. We are to declare his glory. What do they see in us? What do they see? Verse 5. For all the gods of the nation are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Give unto the Lord. Give unto the Lord. Sacrifice unto the Lord. O ye kindreds of the people. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Verse 8. Give unto the Lord glory. Do unto his name. Bring an offering and come into his course. If you ever go to Pennsylvania, I would encourage you to swing by Lancaster. You could go to Sight and Sound. But also, the Mennonites have reconstructed the tabernacle to the best of their ability. A few years ago, a a group of my, my, actually missionaries, was going to go there. Folks, I confess, why should I want to go see the tabernacle? That's not for today. We're not under the law. And I didn't say anything. I went along. But in my mind, I was thinking, boring. Folks, when I got there, I was immediately convicted. And I thought, can you imagine how hard this would have been? How hard it would have been? Every every time, every time you sin, going. And and they had a huge map laying out the way that they pitched their tents. And I was looking at that map and I, I thought, there's days I wouldn't even get home and I would have to go back again. And, and, and then I, I was standing there in front of the, the altar and I was thinking, look at the blood that would have been spilled. And Hebrews talks about that. Daily, daily sacrifices that can never take away. But then by one offering he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. Do we realize so great a salvation? So great a salvation? Verse 9, O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness and, and fear him. Reverence him, all the earth. He's God. He's Jehovah. Verse 10, Say among the heathen that the Lord reigneth. And and I want to wrap up. I want to end this mission conference with that right there. Say among the heathen that the Lord reigneth. What do they see in our lives, folks? And I want to tell you a story. Years ago in Bolivia... We got a missionary, or we got a, we got an email from a missionary that his name was quite well known in the mission, and he said, "My daughter would like to come down and live with you guys." And uh, she came down, and we we just hit it right off, and she became like an adopted daughter, if you will, 
and I got to know her parents well. And in fact, the other co-worker came down to Bolivia and taught us. These two families went to Papua New Guinea. They moved into a people group called the Bisorio. The Kennel and the Walker families. They learned their language. They learned their culture. They produced an alphabet. They taught the people to learn how to read. Can you imagine how hard that would be? Can you imagine coming up with an alphabet? I, I can't, guys. I went through that class. And in fact, they asked my wife if she would take the advanced linguistic course that Margaret took. And then they asked me to pray about mowing grass. And I was thankful because I didn't want to take that. I didn't qualify for that. The, the, the incredible hard, hard work it is to do that. And they did that. They produced an alphabet and they taught the people how to read. And they translated if you were here last night, as, as Margaret did a five-minute explanation of the chronological teaching, 52 lessons from creation to the cross, and they taught people the first time ever an animistic people group. They taught them about God, creation, etc., etc. And when they get to the cross, often what happens is what? A church is born. People believe. And they got to the cross and nothing Nothing. So leadership came in, consultants came in, and, and they checked their language, they, they checked their lessons, they made some adjustments. It took them three months to teach them, from creation to the cross. And after they'd done all of the adjustments, they retaught them another three months. And guess what happened after the second time? Creation to the cross, nothing. So they brought in the bigwigs, so to speak, and, and they reevaluated everything. They got out, you know, the magnifying glass, if you will, and they checked everything. And, and people were praying, and they revised the lessons, and they took another three months to teach them again. Creation to the cross, and guess what happened? Nothing. Nothing. And, and you know what leadership said? The enemy's got a stronghold on them. And then we spiritualize things and say it's not God's timing. And so Bob and his family decided to go this way. And George and his family decided to go this way. And they were going to leave those people in their animistic ways. Because they couldn't penetrate them. And one day George was in his office and he was packing up. He'd already decided where he was going to go. And Bob had already decided he was packing up his office. Folks, they tried to live as close to the tribal people as they could. Now ladies, don't listen to this part. Because part of living like the Besorios was the man did their own laundry. And he looked out and in the river, Bob was out there and he had a pair of jeans and he was scrubbing his jeans in the river. And he observes him and immediately, immediately the Holy Spirit convicted him. There's tension between you two. You don't like him. 
you're competing against him. And God broke him. And, and, and he walked out and went out into the river. And, and he told Bob what had happened, that God convicted him. And he said, oh, Bob, would you forgive me? I, I've been treating you terribly. I, I'd love to come up to the besotial lost man and, and put you down. I like to say something that I think you don't know. And I love to embarrass you. On and on and on. And Bob said, George, you won't believe this. Because as I've been scrubbing my jeans, the Holy Spirit of God has convicted me of the exact same thing. And George, I need to ask you to forgive me. And they wept and they hugged one another. And George said the tears flowed right down our cheeks and we just kept holding one another. And and then I went back to my office and I was packing up and the chief came. And the chief said, George, we've just had a meeting and we want to ask you to teach us one more time. And he says, no, we're leaving. Oh, please, will you teach us one more time? No, we're leaving. And George said he was adamant. No, we taught you. We're moving on. And the chief kept at him. So he said, okay, let me go ask Bob. Bob said, I'll tell you what. You teach one lesson and I'll pack. Then I'll teach and you pack. Folks, they didn't even get to the cross and a church was born. And later they were talking to the chief. And they said to the chief, what, what was the difference? What made the difference? Like, have we improved in our language? Like, like, did we explain it better? And he said, what are you talking about? He said, we've been watching you guys. And George, we were in the bushes. You guys didn't know that. But when you started out in, in, into the water, we sent our kids to go get everybody and said, today's the day. They're going to kill each other. You are fierce enemies. And we were like, this is the day. Said we used to go home at the end of the day and say, wow, didn't they go at it today? I'm surprised. He didn't hit him or he didn't do this and that. Said we thought today was that day. That you two enemies. And he said, when you started to weep and hug another. Said we went back to our houses dumbfounded. And then we started talking and said, they must have read the last chapter in that book. They must have read that last chapter. And then the chief said, I got together with the elders and said, if this book can change those two enemies, we want it. Oh, folks, may that not be true of us. May that not be true of us. That the lost watch us. Maybe how we interact. Maybe how we treat them. May it not be so. The Besorio work has become one of the most amazing work. One of the most amazing works in the history of New Tribes Mission Ethnos. Because what? The missionaries showed by example what the word of God can do 
Exactly like we were talking about after lunch, brother. Exactly. We, we had the greatest chat this afternoon, folks. Oh, my heart was really blessed. When we live the word of God, we do not realize what we are communicating to the lost. And we've got to apply the word of God. We have got to apply it. So as we end this, let me just read again. Verse 10. Say among the heathen that the Lord reigneth. Does he reign in our life? That's fundamental and key. Let's pray. Father, thank you for who you are. Father, thank you for grace that we did not deserve. We were hopelessly lost. And Father, forgive us for the times that we've done exactly what Bob and George did. And what have we communicated? May we guard our fellowship. Oh, how precious the fellowship has been these couple of days. And even hearing the testimonies tonight to the glory of God. Oh, Father, may we guard our fellowship. May we extend grace to a brother or sister when, when they need it. May we forbear with one another. May we be kind to one another. And the one another's continue and continue and continue. We can't do it in our own strength. And Lord, may these children continue to grow up and the fear and admonition of the Lord. And Lord, may you call them to serve pastors, missionaries, future director of Blueberry, uh, Blueberry Mountain Bible Camp, working in the mill to the glory of God. Raise up, Lord, this generation, and may these folks continue to model it to the glory of God. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.